Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. <laughs> Man, yesterday was a weird one. So things kind of got derailed for me. Um, yesterday was Saturday. I was planning to finish this big block of training, and I had four by twelve minute FTP work on on tap. Um, you know, the night before was was kind of weird. Uh, I stayed up late. Stayed up till ten p.m., which for me is very late. And it was Friday night. It had been a super hectic week, uh, some life stress, and Chris had been overly busy. It was just one of those Fridays where we were like, oh my God, I'm so happy that the weekend's here and just going to kind of like shut it off a little bit and made a big pasta dinner. Um, and I started getting tired and we were like, it's Friday, like we're just going to hang out and it was good to spend quality time, but as you're getting more tired. I was like, maybe I'll just like eat some candy. And I, I opened that little Pandora's box and Chris was like, oh man, isn't there Halo Top ice cream? I was like, let's, yeah, let's get some ice cream. And then he, someone from his work or something had given him this box of truffles that were like in the refrigerator, which I should have thrown out a month ago, uh, just so I didn't eat them. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try these, you know, like I'm just gonna put my put my little hand in there and to eat one five, one five. And uh God, what else did I eat? It was like the, just everything went off the rails. I was like, what am I doing? Oh, I had a there's this granola. Fair warning. It's amazing, but it's really more like it's not horrible. I mean, it is granola, so it's not the best thing, but it's like it's by this company, Love Crunch. It's a chocolate peanut butter. Which, it's not like chocolate, peanut butter, like just a little flavor. It tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup. You've been warned. So I used to put this on some acai bowls. And that was like good because you just sprinkle some on the top. You close the bag and you put it away. And you're like, no. Well, I was like guzzling this stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is bad. That's what happens when I get tired. That's why I just like don't go in the kitchen when I'm overly tired. So I go to bed at 10 and I woke, I usually wake up around 4.30 or 5. And of course, just like, probably because I had so much sugar running through my veins also, didn't sleep great, woke up at four, was like, I feel tired, laid there, couldn't go back to sleep. I was like, well, I'm up. And then just to give context, not to be pouty, we had this flood and I was, we're dealing with the last remnants of it it's when that deep freeze happened in Memphis, a pipe broke and all of our stuff, since we just moved, all of our stuff is in storage. Um, we've just been dealing with insurance stuff. It's more tedious, first world problem stuff. But but the mindset part of it is like, went into Memphis, dealt with that. It was gray, it was rainy, I was tired. And I was like, oh, this is, I'm not feeling great. And I'm thinking of these intervals coming up. And I came back and it's raining. I'm just like, oh, this sucks. And I'm like, dude, Every day you choose to be happy or you choose to cry about the rain, right? Like get over it. So that actually really put me in a better mood. And I was like, you know, I'm going to warm up. I'm going to get ready to rip this. And uh, this is going to be a great day. And I was really, I was like making a cup of coffee at noon. Like, okay, rain, you can stop now. It wasn't supposed to rain. I'm like, whatever. It's 55 degrees. It's not going to be freezing at least. So I go out. And I still don't know, it's not pea gravel, but the roads out here, maybe it's just me not used to them. They seem a little slicker than like perfect blacktop. 
So even as I'm warming up and I'm doing some tempo and I'm doing like a low threshold effort, I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to hold 415 around any corners on my normal route. And that's mentally going to screw with me, which is sad to say. But like that, just yesterday where I was at, like I was looking to get a W. I wanted a W. I just... I didn't want to go out aiming for 415 and be riding at like 390 because I'm going down like rollers and stuff. So I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna stay on these three roads. I can control it more. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna do it. And as I'm like continuing to warm up, it's just slick and the rain's coming down. And I was like, you know what? This is the end of my fourth week of training. We added one on just for one more volume push before racing starts. And I said, this is stupid. Like, I'm just going to be upset. I'm going to call my own audible. I had been itching to go hard. Um, and I didn't want to go hard like FRC hard over 650 watts, let's say, because we're trying to bring my FRC down a little bit. And I'll make a podcast about that or a video about that. But I was like, you know, this is a great day to just test some repeatability on some like longer VO2 stuff. And the little triangle that I rode is kind of a cool little course. It's rolly. It was it ended up being 105 miles. It's like 4,500 feet of climbing, I want to say. Just rollers. Um, usually I'm doing about 1,000 feet an hour here when I go south. So I was like, well, there's these little stair steps here. I want to do some 500 watt, you know, high aerobic VO2 max stuff. And I'm going to try and do eight by threes. And let's just see how much I fall apart. And I wasn't going to do eight by three with only like three minutes rest. I was going to do, I did one to check out how far the uh, route was. And then I knew I had to get to the end of the road. So there was more rest. I did a second one and I found my spots. So I did three and I was like, I'm going to do the next three in quick succession. I can't even talk now. Quick succession. I think that's the word. And then uh, I'm like the last two are just going to be death march and I wanted to do them later on. So I started these, I want to say around an hour and 15 minutes in and I was finishing them maybe at hour three. And so I had like 3,000 KJs in the legs. Number seven, I was in like a, my, it was just kind of chilly on my legs still. And it was like, it, it kind of was just hard to push high watts. Um, of course, the lactigo, there's like just the burn that used to be there is not there. And it's like just, I actually came back and, and got like a little win on number seven that kept me motivated to go to eight. I think I was only at, 470 but i was aiming for 500 so the first two i think were well over 500 uh or maybe the first three the second three were like 490 ish it was like 495 489 and something else i'd have to go back and look so then i got 470 something i'm like you know i'm gonna just go in on this last one i rested three minutes and just cranked out 480 i was super pumped to be only 20 watts below my target for the first ones and that audible win, like I felt so damn pumped after that, that, you know, once I got riding on the bike, I hadn't even, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I didn't sleep well and that I ate too much food and blah, 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 blah. Um, the one interesting thing is when I carb too much like that, and maybe it's cause it was like dirty carbing, but like the retention of water, if it's not super hot out and I'm sweating a lot, I had to pee a ton. Like I stopped a lot. Maybe like four or five times. It was pretty crazy. Um, And then the tactic is this. 
don't beat yourself up, right? Like I came home, I got home at dusk or actually it was still kind of light out. It was like 5.30, got cleaned up, cleaned the bike. It was a mess, made dinner. And it was like, you eat dinner, which I had, what did we have last night? Um, baked potato. Oh, we had some leftover pulled pork. I made a spinach salad. And then later on I had an RX bar, which I didn't feel hungry. If I was, you know, if I hadn't eaten all that food the night before, I probably would have eaten a little bit more later. But today my weight is back to normal. Um, don't beat yourself up when you have one night that goes off the rails. It's the one time thing doesn't create massive issues. You know, people don't go into massive debt because of one purchase that they made. It's reoccurring purchases. That's how people get screwed over in life. It's the reoccurring mistakes that we make. Don't do it every weekend. Have it once a month if you need to have that binge. I mean, honestly, it's something that I don't talk about. And uh, God, maybe I need to talk about it because then I'll face it more. You know, I've been on this experiment of no alcohol for a thousand days just because it seemed like it would be a kind of crazy thing to do and try. And I'm loving it. The other issue is like just how I binged ate. Eh, Binge drinking can be kind of fun. It's just that now maybe maybe it's just me getting older almost 40, uh, getting super wasted is kind of, it just seems very irresponsible. (laughs) Maybe it's also because I'm married. Uh, That was another thing too. Um, man, we're going on tangents here. I wasn't going to drink at my wedding and people were like, wait, you're not going to drink at your wedding. And I was like, no, I want to be like all in. I want to feel all the real feelings for this thing. And they're like, well, wait, what? And I was like, well, no, it's like, I get it. Usually I love to go and have some cocktails at a wedding and makes dancing even that much more fun. But I was like, no, I'm going to be pretty high off seeing all these amazing people in my life. I want to be there for that mentally, physically, everything, and just feel like overly gushy. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't happen because of COVID, but we've all missed a lot of stuff because of COVID. So God, why is this? What's the point of this podcast? It's just notes from the dojo. I think that, you know, I've made it down the road in amateur cycling I love this sport. I love what it's done for my life. I hope that sharing experiences uh, help motivate you to just keep grinding. Like the sport's pretty tough. I think any endurance sport's pretty tough. Whether you're running, Nordic skiing, playing golf. Just kidding, that's not an endurance sport. Um, But yeah, don't beat yourself up if you make a mistake one night and eat too much. But, you know, just even it out the next day find a micro win and some days you got to call an audible because it was the fourth week and I was like you know I'm not doing 12 minute threshold efforts in the rain I'm gonna go bang out these three minute efforts where it was safer uh you're not trying to rail around corners on these twisty turny farm roads and uh there will be another day for that so just keep keep the training within the right mind frame right like I don't think doing frc one minute stuff would have been smart because I'm actually trying to reduce that um so just think about the big picture. See that forest. That 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 comes up. And I think, did somebody say, no, Cody said that. I'm super pumped for this week's podcast series coming up. We got a two-time national champion. I, I like totally messed up the intro because I had an issue with the internet here at the farm. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, the internet's crashing right now as I'm about to Zoom with this guy. And he was so cool. And I actually am going to break it up into three pieces because... All of a sudden, we started talking about training. 
you're gonna have to look up this guy's results. I mean, I actually didn't even realize he was a two-time national champion because I was so like, oh my God, look at all these amazing races he's done. Whoa, this dude is insanely fast. Um, and I gave him a shout out in the uh, interview, but you're gonna see Alex Sankovic, um, his name more popping up. He's been one of our Zwift racers. I've been working with him on some things. We just brought him on as a coach. Uh, an associate coach with Evoke. So now it's myself, Patrick, Craig as the head coaches, and Alex, um, young dude, super smart with training, has a really good head on about how to approach athletes. That's kind of like one of my big things of helping to bring athletes on is, okay, here's a new athlete. How do you see their big picture? How do you draw that line from where they are to where they're going? It sounds super simple, But it's interesting when you talk to athletes because a lot of times, you know, people have maybe too many goals or, hey, Daniel, if you're out there in Germany, I love you, man. Daniel's an amazing dude. He was the guy that I've sometimes referenced who's like, all right, I'm going to do this huge gravel race. And I also am doing every road race. I also want to do really well at crits. And by the way, I might do cross in the fall. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do track. I was like, dude, you you can't wait. All right. We need to focus a little bit. You can do it all. But let's get some solid goals. Where do we want to take this ship, you know? And just remember, as you take your ship down the road to one goal, you're probably going to cross paths with another ship towards another goal and just continually improve as a cyclist and just find those ways to improve that take you to where you want to get overall. You can't hit everything. You can't work TTE, FRC, FTP, VO2 max. What else did I miss? What else can we work on? This podcast was a little longer. I don't know. Flowing. Hope you have a great day. I'm going to go try and not get wet today. Fingers crossed. Probably jinxed it. See ya.